Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. you got myself, Greeno, joined by a man who's very disappointed by the uh, lack of sweet mermaid tail of the local aquarium. My co-captain, Dave, how are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you, boys, girls, listenership, blockheads, millions around the world. Yep, been a pretty eventful week. Went out went out into the big world this week. Went into town, Greeno, as they say. Yeah, when was the last time you would have been into town, sir? Quite a while, I imagine. Oh, uh, no. Look, to be fair, the last job I did, I was in town every fucking night so the cash oh, well, kind of for social for social reasons for social reasons <laughs> yeah for social reasons wow oh yeah i can't even remember honestly i think we went to a gig a while ago and it's probably 10 fucking years maybe <laughs> for social reasons because if you go into the city all the time for work you know what this is like you used to go into the city for work now you work in yeah. a garage but back yeah. in the day, you used to have to go in the city for work every day. And it's like, oh, why don't we go out into the city? And you're like, oh, again? You know, like, I'm, I'm yeah, there every day. Yes, this, this is one of those things. Yeah, like if, if someone says, oh, come to the city and it's a Friday night and you're already in there, sweet. Yeah, no dramas. That, that's yeah. a great idea. If you want to maybe haul my ass in there on a Saturday, no, 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 sorry, that, that ain't happening. Yeah. Uh, that's that's weekend time. That's, that's non-city time. Yeah. Well, and quick, also, yeah. oh, sorry. No, go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, also, this goes back to our, our younger years where we always had a, a general uh, issue with heading into the city. Because we'll like, well, yeah. yeah, it was always like, well, why, why do we need to travel all the way to the city to sink piss and hit on chicks? Like, yeah. we can do that in our local vicinity. We don't yeah. need to travel yes. on a train for an hour and a half, you know what I mean? Now, the downside of that is, of course, you're going to be hitting on the local girls, which is... Yeah. Nice, you know, Gary! But beggars can't be choosers, Greeno. Exactly, and you save on petty money, so That's it's all good. True. Yeah. yeah, and it's only a short drive back to their place, at least. Yeah. Um, you know, because if you hook up with a city girl, that means you're going to have to go in there every fucking weekend from now mm. on. You can't have that. We can't afford that out here in the West. Ah, not with our budget. Not with our budget. We're not going to be involved uh, in that sort of caper. So, uh, yeah, you're much better off hitting on the local girls. But then, of course, if it does turn sour, which more than likely it will because... It happens, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be long before she's rummaging through your pants pockets looking for your wallet, looking for your yeah. credit card. You know, I'm just going to borrow mm. your car, babe. And then she never yeah. comes back for two days mm-hmm. out buying crack or something, you know. Yeah. Uh, so once you get past that phase, then of course it becomes a little bit awkward because there's really only one or two clubs out here where we live. Mm-hmm. You, you know they're going to be there. You know that's where you found that, them in the first place, right? That has like not the crack bit and the stolen car bit, but that has legit happened at places we used to go. Yeah. Where I, I picked up a girl and it was all fine, but then she turned a bit of a weirdo. Suddenly I wanted to call her back, yeah. but then she kept on frequenting the same venue every hoping, week, hoping to run into you again. So. Yeah. I spent my entire time dodging and weaving through that exact same venue right. till kind of she'd moved on and thought about something else. Uh, but yeah, awkward month. That's awkward month you, of having to duck and that's, weave. That's when you need to be a good friend and say to one of you, not your best mate, because I'm your best mate, you wouldn't do it to me. Mm-hmm. But let's say one of the lesser tier mates. You go, you know what? Take, I, I know a great one. chick for you. Right? Yeah, take one for the team. She's, so too, she's too crazy for me, but she would suit yeah. you. She's great for you. And then, yeah, you yeah. just put her on the scent like a bloodhound. Mm. Put her on the scent of some new fresh meat, and then yeah. you'll be clear to run through the fields again. And you'll be and, hey, doing we're all good. And then back to back to priority number one. Yeah. Uh, even with all that, still not traveling in the city. No, definitely not. Incidentally, yeah. a little quick little story. I thing. like stories about pinatas. Uh, my office branch, uh, very, very kind of sitcom kind of situation this week. 
uh, <laughs> where the the branch had some very good results against the other branches. Now you know what a competitive fuck I am. Like so, I just if whatever I'm in, I want to win it. You know, <laughs> like, and you're the same. Like I don't I don't care much for branch rivalry. I don't care much for office versus office kind of competition. But if yeah. there if there is going to be a competition, well, I may as well win it. Might as well win it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So our branch uh, had some amazing results apparently and the big boss, the big, big boss decided to take the whole branch out for dinner and drinks tonight, Greeno, Friday night, uh, out in Mascot in the city where our branch is and, mm-hmm. you know, putting 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 the company credit card on the fucking tab, buying everyone a steak dinner, all you, can, you, all you can eat, all you can drinks and I said, no fucking thank you very much. Nice, Gary. No, thanks. Not interested. Two reasons. Yeah. Number one is, Greeno, I would have to travel into the office on a Friday and that's not going to That's not happening. Happen. you be kidding, right? That's not going to happen. No, no, ah. no, no. And two is, Greeno, I have a very strict policy when it comes to after-work drinks. Now, when I say that, I don't mean, like, I'll accept kind of after-work drink situations if it's going to be with, like, one or two people that I really get on really well with and we understand each other and it's yeah. just us and it's like an off it's a, it's an off-site kind of situation like no one yeah. else knows about it it's not work related in any way I can it's, yeah you and, say, you and the boys yeah yeah it's just you and the boys you know and you and the couple of guys that you really trust at work or the couple of mm-hmm. guys that you get on really well with and you know you you understand each other you're all on the level so to speak Greeno. Mm-hmm. I can proudly say in my entire working life, which is now spanning the better part of two and a half decades, I have not once ever attended any kind of work manage, management sanctioned work event outside of it. Nice, not one. Gary. Not one. And uh, people always look at me funny when I say that. And they're like, eh, hey, you're such a sourpuss. And I'm like, oh, okay. We'll see on Monday because usually what I hear on Monday is countless reams of stories like, oh, my God, that person got so fucking pissed and told that person off. That person was hitting on that one. That one had too many drinks and started flashing the whole bar. It was so fucking embarrassing. This one was being uh, bitching about work, didn't know the boss was there, blah, 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 Mm. blah, 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 blah. They all start backstabbing fucking each other for for the rest of the week, probably two weeks, talking Mm. about stories about when they were all on the piss together. And I just sit back and smile and go, this is exactly why I don't fucking mix with you, people. Don't go to those things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. I'm not interested. By the way, have you got that fucking um, finance report that that we needed last week? Have you have you got that yeah. done yet? Let's focus you, on that. Have you sorted yeah. that invoicing statement out yet that yeah. we've been asking for for three weeks? Because, you know, while you've been out gallivanting and sinking piss and eating free steak dinners and then telling the boss off and getting punched in the mouth at a work party and then trying to suck someone's dick, you know, mm-hmm. the rest of us here... I've been waiting for this stuff to yeah. arrive. <laughs> you know, so, so can we please get back to the price of fish? Nice, Gary. By the way, I don't have any embarrassing work uh, party stories. You know why? Because I don't fucking go to any. I go to the thing. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah, and once again, it's it's that kind of balance, right? Because uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm torn here because I'm I'm hearing free steak, free mm-hmm. piss, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, that is tempting. But That's once again, you're right. That's the that bait the that they use to get you in. Even yeah. my boss even said, oh, look, I don't normally go to these things, but I'm going to this one. And I said, why are you going up for this one for? And he's like, oh, because they're, they're throwing the credit card. I'm, I'm going to take some fucking money out of the company. You know? Yeah, like, and that's yeah. the logic, yeah. Yeah, but see, this is how they rope you in, mate. This, mm. this, is, this is the siren song. This is the mirage yeah. in the desert. This is the genie in the fucking bottle, you know what I mean? We had this convo uh, November last year about my workplace where they 
they were making making everyone come into the office for a day for some bullshit meeting. Forced, it's all forced fun. That's lovely. It was fun. And they're like, oh, and, and, and we're going to, yeah, come on. We're going to have drinks to entice people in. And I was like, I'll I'll save my schooner. I'll buy my own schooner. It's fine. I'll have nice. a schooner at home and it'll save me the $25 in fucking train fares there and back and wasted yeah. wasted hours of my time. It's, it's a, all good. That's a good point, actually. Free drinks, yeah, but it cost me 100 bucks to get there. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because <laughs> well, they're trying to do that thing with the, my work at the moment. They're like, oh, we've had a groundswell of people who want to hang out together. I'm yeah. like, they're the people who don't fucking do work. Yeah. Uh, just put, just putting it out there. The people that are going, ah, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could all hang out? No, because no. you're just not doing any work. That's that's why you want to have a you want to have a bit of a chit chat. You want to hang out. You, you they want those stories. Oh, they want to see you know old mate pissed under the table and and slagging off the boss. Um, I've no interest in that. But the they're, time they're I the it. time I spend in the office, um, the people who want the most kind of after work arrangements are the ones I see walking around fucking gas bagging all day. Doing you no know? work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, even I'll when I'm in the that. office, no one even knows when I'm there because I just sit at my computer and fucking do work, you know? Do the work, man. <laughs> uh, I see some people just kind of wandering around. It's a social event being there, uh, you know? I saw an interesting thing actually maybe last week and there was a report that came out that said people are actually more productive when they work from home. And all of the comments basically in the chat were like, yeah, bullshit, yeah, they're more productive at doing their fucking washing. They're more productive at fucking doing nothing. This is bullshit. You need to get back to the office. And I thought, my, I had two thoughts. First of all, how many of, of you people work for a commercial fucking redevelopment company for a start? Yeah. How many, how, you... how, many, how many of you are managers who own the asset that you're trying to get people to get back into? <laughs> that's right. And you're just, you're just stuck with all these bills with no one coming in? Yep. And number two is, well, that's fucking bullshit because I kind of yeah. split it. I'm like, kind of half and half. So the time yeah. I spend in the office, I see clearly people do less work. Clear, It's obvious mm-hmm. because yeah. they, they wander around fucking bullshitting to each other all day. Hey, yeah. You want to go out for coffee? You want to go out for lunch? And it's like, well, what are, mm. when are you going to sit down? When are you going to do yeah. that? I see the same people wandering around all fucking day talking to everyone. It's like, well, what do you do all the time? So you must hate working from home. Why? Because you actually have to do stuff. You got to do stuff, yeah. You don't want to fucking chit-chat to an annoying. Yeah, it's incredible. Get the fuck back to work. Yeah, Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yep. Yeah, so there you go. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Another work function missed, Greeno. Fantastic. That's unfortunate. uh, uh, Our first one where they're like, oh, you know, it's optional, but like we encourage people to go in is next Friday. Uh, so I took a leave day just to prove nice, my point. Gary. <laughs> I'm like, I will fucking use up annual leave just when so I come in the office. Fuck you. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking fantastic. Actually. I'm going to put that in my repertoire. Next That's time it. I get one of those invites, those compulsory optional invites. Compulsory you know? optional, annual leave day, mate. Yeah. Say, put them up your, up your sleeve. Well, yeah. actually, no, I'm not using the leave day because uh, I've rejigged bank holiday. It's bank holiday is Monday. Uh, I said to the boss, I'm like, mate, look, I only just got back to work, eh? Like, I got, I got fucking I got shit to do. Like, yeah. can I just – and I've still got restrictions. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm going to sit at home, fucking twiddle my thumbs for a day? Fuck it. Let's get some work done, eh? Like, let me come in yeah. and I'll take my, like, bank holiday, in inverted commas, at a later date when I'm clear. And I can go fucking play golf or something. On a a completely unrelated topic, when's the next work sanction function set for? And and, and, and so then I'll look at the calendar and I'm like, I'm going to be off next Friday. (laughs) Nice, 
I like it. I'm using it. Yeah. So you got to build up those brownie points first if you're going to pull a move like that. You know, do them a favour by doing it. That's the way. Well, I've done them a favour. I'm rocking up Monday when it's meant to be my day off, and I'm like, mate, that's all right. I'll come in Monday. We're sweet. I'm gonna. Don't worry. I'll hold down the fort. You guys enjoy your day off. Don't worry. I'll be here. I'll take care of it. I'll clear out the backlog, and yeah, we'll 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 be in a good spot come Friday, and I'll I'll when I won't be there. Yeah. Um. Very good. Uh, Damo, quick um, muted word of the week, yeah. uh, if I can, sir. What are now, we muting week, this week? Well, last week we muted the word Barbie, but I realised mm. that not everything, uh, there's things that can sneak under the radar if I just mute the word Barbie. So I also had to mute the word Gal Gadot this week. What? Gal Gadot's muted as well? Yeah, had to mute it. She's, she's not she's a Barbie that, type, Greeno. She's too Jewish. That wouldn't work. Ah, uh, but she's the one that created, that did the Barbie movie. Ah, uh, did she so really? Oh. As as a byproduct, talk there. There's a lot of. Uh, it's, she's a genius. She's a genius. A lot of Barbie she's talk genius, sneaking Greeno. through from the Gal Gadot. So she's had, a had genius for making well. the, the the Barbie movie. Great. The Barbie. I saw an interesting genius. stat. If I can, genius. Hit a, okay. Hit a stat, man. If if you can, Please. sir. I'm a stat man. <laughs> Uh, a bit of a data analysis of the top 10 grossing movies of 2023. Mm-hmm. It went existing, number one, in, existing intellectual property. Number two, sequel. Number three, sequel. Number four, sequel. Number five, sequel. Number six, existing intellectual property. Number seven, sequel. Number eight, sequel. Number nine, sequel. Number 10, sequel. That were the top grossing movies of 2023. Something that already existed as a product or a sequel. It's so interesting. Original this, idea. Yeah, look, it's interesting you say. I think this goes beyond movies. Like, and I'm going to put it out there. And I know this gets said probably by every generation, but I really think we are now in like we're in like a folded. The universe is folding in on of uh, in in on of it uh, of itself, Greeno. Like, mm-hmm. and in terms of creativity and stuff, like my wife listens to the radio during the morning, and I kind of walk in and out, and they're playing different songs, and it occurred to me that. Every single song that I've heard on the radio this morning is a cover. Like it's an old song. Not what? No, it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a rejig. And I said to my wife, I said, everything's just a cover now, isn't it? And she's like, yeah, it really is. And I'm like, there's just no more new song. Every original song has been written now. (laughs) Like no one is writing any new songs. And I know people say that kind of shit all the time, but it really is now. Just go out and listen to like a like a kind of top 40 kind of station, you know? Mm-hmm. If it's not a complete cover, it's at least like stealing a lick or something from a song. Oh, or Like there are no new original thoughts anymore. I, I, this goes back a long way in times in terms of movies. Do you, reckon, do you remember the rejig of the Planet of the Apes movies, Greeno, that came out? Like, yeah, one with Marky Mark in Marky it. Mark was in it. Ah. And I'll never forget it. I was watching, he was on David Letterman because we were watching Letterman at the time, obviously, mm-hmm. when Letterman was still around. And David Letterman was kind of, you know, doing his David Letterman thing of putting shit on him where the guest doesn't really know that he's putting shit on him, but he is, (laughs) Yeah. Doing that great thing. And he's like, so you're doing this one again, huh? You know, like, (laughs) so so you're blowing the dust off this movie, huh? You're doing this one again. (laughs) And I'll never forget it. Marky Mark looked, Letterman straight in the eye, he genuinely believed it. And he Mm -hmm. said, look, we're not, it's not, we're not redoing it. I'd like to think of it as Greeno, a reimagining. Nice. Reimagining. Oh, reimagining the, uh, <laughs> the movie. That, that movie is, is an all-time, all-time classic. Yeah. Now you can't like that. That movie is like almost is perfect for what it is, right? Yeah. There's no way that you can make the original Planet of the Apes movie better. 
In the same way, when they tried to, they fucked up Willy Wonka by trying to remake that or reimagine it. Well, that's it. You that's see, that's the thing. That you can't remake it better. better, Green. You can't make, remake it better, but you can reimagine it. And in your reimagination, it can. It's it allowed worse. to be worse. No! Yes, <laughs> a lot worse. Hey, we're making a new um, movie here. We're reimagining uh, something. It's not I, our fault. I showed, I showed my uh, <laughs> my daughter the like the dead version of Wonka because she's like, Dad, can I watch this? Because she loves the original. Uh, like we've watched that. We've watched the original five hundred times yeah. and she absolutely loves the movie she's like can I watch this one I'm like you don't it's, want pretty, crap. it's yeah. pretty crap man like it's yeah. how I said oh you know there's some bits of a bit like might be a bit scary for a kid because now they got like the backstory of like the bad dentist and shit it was terrible like, it was it was so bad the new Wonka I remember it took me a few years to watch it now the mm. Lady Boogs is a, she, the Lady Boogs probably loves Willy Wonka more than your kid does Greeno like she yeah. she's watched it 5,000 times but she's got years on her side maybe uh, like the I little said, one yeah, will catch she's, up. She's me, yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah. like her favorite movie of all time, kind of. It's thing. my favorite movie of all time too. Love well, that you, movie. There you go. And I, no. I can, I can kind of take it or leave it. I like the songs more than the movie, if that makes sense. But if we're talking musical kind of movies, my favorite's mm. always been Oliver Green because of the okay. the music and the choreo, uh, choreography and that. That's my. That's favorite. the place where I can have some more, right? Yes, that's right. Ah. You can go, but be back soon. You can go, but bring black plenty. Do not forget this tune. Be back soon. That one, Greener. Yeah. Um, so that's my more favorite kind of musical kind of movie. But then, yeah, so it took a couple of years and I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll watch the new Wonka. And I think I just sat there like like kind of dumbfounded. Like, how the fuck mm. did this get made? You know? This is awful. Like, it's not oh, funny. It's not yeah. – it doesn't grab you. It's, it's not Ooh. engrossing. It's not interesting. It's just shit. I found a way to fuck up the Oompa Loompas. It's like, just how do you fucking fuck shit. It's, yeah. it's just a shit fucking movie. Uh, people, pre- <laughs> people acted like it was God's gift, but th- this is the whole thing, right? It's like, you know, when death metal bands do a cover of a pop song and yeah. all the death metal fans pretend like it's good purely because they're just going, <gasps> Spice World, oh, if you want to be my lover. And it's like, well, you're really not doing anything special here. You're just kind of, yeah. you know, you're, you're doing death metal lyrics over the top of, you know, death metal guitar version mm. of a song. But it's not interesting. It's not good. It's not different. Yeah. It's not, not creative really in any way, yeah. you know. And it was the same thing with this Wonka movie, man. It was just fucking mm. shit. It was just shit. There's, there's no other word to describe it. Shit. And the, the, the parade of dick sucks that went around for that thing when it came out. I was, I was flabbergasted. Really? You it like was this? interesting. It's so dynamic as well because, like, it was at that time where, like, there was peak Depp as well. And at that time, Johnny Depp hadn't done bad movies. That was still when he was, like, he'd only oh, just he'd done, done, done bad movies. Run. He'd done bad movies, but he was cute enough to get away with it, Green. He was able to get away with it, but that yeah. was kind of, like, most of the stuff he did was, like, oh, that's that's another winner. That's fucking solid. No, that, <laughs> Johnny it's Depp can Pirates. do no wrong. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's the What's in the Grape, it's uh, Edward, it's, you know, that kind of realm. So it was like, well, you yeah, know, this is going to be good. And there was the beginning of the downhill slide of Depp where, mm. with the 400 Pirates movies and, yeah, now, see the, the Pirates the, movies. The first, the Pirates movie is the only movie franchise that has a an equal proportionate value from one movie to the next in terms of how shit it gets. 
Like, because if you think about it, most series don't work that way, right? Like, yeah. the first one might be really good, and then mm-hmm. the second one will be a little bit worse, and maybe the third one's really good, or the first one's not that good. Think of Terminator, for example. I think Terminator yeah. Two shadows Terminator One, like hundred percent, yeah. Right? So Terminator Two was far better than Terminator One. People say the same thing about the Star Wars franchise, Greeno. They say Empire Strikes Back is better than the first Star Wars movie. Yeah, and, you know, had a bad ending. That's it, and you know, yeah. Avengers. So these series. Like it's never set in stone. The Pirates series is the only the it's the only series I think that exists where it's like an equal value. Each movie that you go through gets equally worse from the previous one. The first yeah. Pirates movie was really it was cracking. It was a great fucking flick. Oh, great film, yeah. It was a great watch. It was fun and it was quick and it was funny. The second one was kind of okay, you know, it was pretty good. The third one was eh, it's not so good. The fourth yeah. one was like, this is fucking awful. And the fifth one is like, are they still making these? Why are they doing this? You and it just got worse and worse and worse. Yeah. I think that third one was where I kind of like, I think I kind of only got about halfway through that. And I'm like, well, I think we know what's happening with this franchise. That one's, that's all done. I watched, I watched the first half an hour of the one that didn't have Johnny Depp in it. And I was like, well, if he's, yeah, I think so. Is it him that's missing? Or it's one of the main, maybe Kira Knightley's not in it or something. One of the main characters wasn't in it. I'm like, okay, so if they've now taken themselves out of this franchise, what the fuck business do I have being here yeah, watching it? You know what I mean? Not good. Yeah. Not good. So if they're I'm not, right if, if they can't be bothered making this movie, I'm not going to be bothered watching it. So I'll see you guys later. Have a good one, you know? Yeah. And that was the like end of the Pirates for it, me. Yeah, it looks like Depp's still there in 2017 with Dead Man Tell No Tales. Yeah. But I think that might be. Not uh, nightly My, yeah, and, you know, I'm a big, as you know, Green, I'm a big fan of Kira, so, nice, you know, if she's not going to be around, well, I'm oh, sorry, I've, I've got no reason to be here anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's no good. Yeah, but it's Johnny good. Depp was great in the first couple of ones of those. Yeah, uh, sensational, and then it, you could just tell he was trying to pay off some debt uh, as the movie's been on. Yeah, <laughs> and is, he, is he in debt, is right. he, or? Yeah, big spender, Johnny. Yeah, he, uh, he cocks up some bills and On needs coke. to get that. Uh, yeah. A lot of a lot of different things. He's a hoarder, apparently. He's a hoarder. Is he really? Hoarder, like a yeah. memorabilia and stuff. He's a collector of stuff, but like random shit, and, and spends a lot of money. So we'll spend like twelve million dollars on like a dino burn or something. I kind of like that actually. If you're gonna have, yeah. he he's the quintessential kind of rock star actor, isn't he? Um, you know, he's got money to burn. He's like, well, I don't care, whatever. I'll just get what. Yeah, like we'll spend $150,000 on a bottle of wine yeah. just because it's like vintage. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Like, yeah. Yeah. And then pour, pour it down the fucking drain. You know, right. <laughs> who cares? Uh, <laughs> when the world uh, needs more people like that, because those people actually, um, you know, we can criticize them, but they actually create jobs, Greeno. They're a big spur of the economy. In, yeah. I live in the best life. I like it. Yeah. Someone had um, to. Someone had to produce that bottle of wine, Greeno. Someone had to be out mm. there picking grapes and fucking. Someone had to receive one hundred fifty thousand dollars for it. That's it. Yeah. Someone had to cash that check. You know, there's four jobs right there. Yeah. At um, least, at least he doesn't have to pay any kind of divorce or anything like that because uh, Amber was more crazy than fucking he is in the end, didn't she? Turned out to be fucking psychopath. So you know, he got away with that one, I think. Got out while he could. Yeah. Uh, Damo, quick story time for cancer. I like stories about pinatas. <laughs> Mofo Storm fan in the chat, Green, I said he had to pist- he had to pay off his pistol and boo fines. Nice, Do you know about pistol and boo, Greeno? 
No. Oh, that's the they're the dogs, aren't they? Yeah. That snuck right. into Australia. That's right. The ones that suck. And uh, it was uh, Barnaby Joyce that said, "We're going to have to put them down." Greeno, yeah. remember that? Uh, <laughs> We're going to have to Barnaby put the dogs the down. Uh, oh, I wish they had of. They should have just marched them out there in the middle of the runway and shot them in the back of the fucking head with all the cameras to... rolling. There well, you they, go. There's well, a movie. They could have done. They could have done Pirates of the Caribbean style. Remember in that first scene mm. how they had all the skeletons hung, hanging at the front going, Pirates will be hung? Yeah. Imagine rocking up. Piss the limbu hanging there. And there's, there's <laughs> the skeletons. I don't even think about bringing the puppies in here. We'll, we'll uh, have pistol and boo hanging by their necks and a sign that yeah. says, Has, have you filled out your quarantine card? Quarantine yes or no? <laughs> Something you're going to experience in, in the upcoming years sir, is uh, daycare charity events, right? Mm. So what will happen is like, you know, People try and get in and try and help help get some money for charity, and they they can do it through daycare. Have, you get a lot of fundraisers for school, those kind of things. And right. got a got a message at the start of the week from my, my son's daycare talking about, oh, you know, upcoming event. Uh, we're sending him some raffle tickets. Oh, here so, we you know, go. Here not, we go. Some other cunts point. asking me for fucking money. Here it it, it begins. That, so that's the way like, I'd be thinking, Greener. Here that's why I look at it. But, but yeah. I'm like, look. Because we did the raffle tickets once before, and what ended up happening is like we flogged them off to family members, and we had to go around, we had to collect money, we had to write their names on it, and it just became a big pain in the ass. So what I do now is I just buy the fucking what and nice let it be. Nice so, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two it's ways. I reckon there's two ways you can go about that. Number one is just buy the fucking lot yourself and say, right, mm-hmm. here's the ca- here's the cad, here's the cad, here's the cash yeah. kid. Take it back yeah. to school and show them off and say you sold all your tickets in one day and what a genius yeah. you are. The other way is probably my preferred option at this point, Greeno, because I haven't had to face this situation yet. But my yeah. my preferred option would be to say to the baby booger bumper baby, well, get out there, get your ass out there and fucking sell. <laughs> Start selling. Yeah. We're going to drop selling. you off at the supermarket, <laughs> okay? You're going to stand out the front next to the guy with the red and white hat and you're going to say, would you like to buy a raffle ticket? Step right up, step right up. Who's the lucky shooter? Come on, sir. You look like you've got some disposable income. Let's fucking go. Let's see the let's see the money in your wallet. Lay it down. Do you want to be a winner today, sir? You know, let's do it. I like it. I like it. Earn, um, earn the fucking money. Earn it. Money. <laughs> yeah. I go the, the first option because it involves annoying people less. So I've gone with option one. I've, yeah. I've just bought, bought the one ourselves. That's fine. Well, option but two, then, it's not you annoying them. It's the kid. It's just someone else. Yeah. yeah. But then I've got to drop the kid off. And fucking. That's yeah. all. And then money. everyone's like, Petty Petty that's the father that made their kid go out and sell their own tickets. Yeah, exactly. Then you get that stigma. It's so good. Uh, so the next day, though, I'm like, oh, we've done our duty. The next day is like, oh, you know, just FYI, oh. you know, we're also doing a pie drive oh, to, to raise now. money for the charity. I'm like, oh, oh, hang on, what happened to the raffle tickets? So like, I oh, know, yeah. we're doing that too. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. You pick yeah. one. You pick, you can pick it, one. You pick one <laughs> kind of fucking contest. One type of contest. Yes. So, then, so then the next day, another one. Oh, we've what? got to like. We got a lolly guessing competition out the front to raise three, money for the charity. Three contests now we're up to. And at that point, I'm like, whoa, no, no, fucking. And so I had to pull the wife aside, and I'm like, don't you fucking even think no. about buying one of those pies? I'd be saying, how about this? Why don't you sell fucking raffle tickets to the lolly guessing contest then, if you yeah. want to do it that way? You know, sell raffle tickets to the pies. Hey, I'm like, you, you get one crack at me. 
and and I'm only contributing to one. Don't try and like don't double it. Definitely don't fucking triple dip. Because if I'd known there was a, if I'd known there was a lolly guessing competition, I wouldn't have bought the raffle tickets. You know what this is like? It's like when you get like a contractor or something over and it's like you've got an agreed price and you're like, okay, it's going to – all right, mate, look, this is going to cost you 1800 bucks, all right, to do this yeah. job. And you go, no worries, I can handle 1800 bucks. And then he comes back to you the next day, Greeno. And yeah. the next day he says to you, look, while we were in there, we discovered this, so it's probably going to be another couple of – Two, two, three hundred bucks at least. Unfortunately, we've got to do it. We can't even let you live here, actually, unless we fix it. Ah, right, okay, no yeah. worries. And then on the third day, he comes back to you again and says, "Look, mate, I'm so sorry to say this. I really don't want to say this to you, but unfortunately, we found something else, and it's going to be at yeah. least another two, three hundred bucks." And it's like I'm not buying pies or guessing lollies or anything at this point. No, no, no. You had your chance. The first sale, the first fucking quote you gave me. That's what we're sticking to. That's I bought a whole had. book of tickets for you, you fuckers. Yeah. That's We're all done. you get. Yeah. Yeah. So I was tempted to ask my 10 bucks back. Go I would on, too. I'm going to raffle and pick it back. Just on principle. Yeah. Uh, but they're already in. We're already there. So hopefully I win a fruit basket. But pointing out <laughs> that. So that's fruit gonna... basket. How much did it cost you for the raffle tickets, by the way? 10 bucks, something like that. 10 bucks. Is that all, really? That was it. It wasn't too bad. Like the. Because the, you can get more, but I mean, no, no. One, one roll is enough. Yeah. Just one book me, of tickets. Give me we'll one book yeah. and we'll buy the book and we move on. It's kind of like, you remember we used to do the chocolate chocolate mm. drive? Yeah. Raise money for school. Yep. And what happened is you get to like, you'd, you'd sell them to your, your neighbors and all those kind of things. People want chocolate. That's all fine. And then you some of the grandparents seeing the aunties and uncles, but there'd be like five boxes left. And you didn't want to be the kid who fucking went back to school and those five boxes. So mom and dad would just fucking buy them and you'd smash Maltesers for a week. Uh, <laughs> See, I was terrible. I would, I would, um, I would say that I'd sold the chocolates when I didn't, and then I would take money from my parents saying that they were buying the chocolates and spend the fucking money. So no one, no, <laughs> no one got anything when no I was involved in that. I ate the chocolates and spent the money. So. <laughs> you know, mum would, mum would buy the box and she'd go, how come there's like half a dozen of them missing? And I've got chocolate on my face. I'm like, I don't fucking know. Now you make sure you take that money to school. Yeah, okay. And I'd be like, oh, I didn't sell any, you know. Where's your well, chocolates? I don't know. I lost them. Yeah. Be fair, someone who's known you from like five What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Like, even I know, do not give you the money to take to school. Like, <laughs> like why your mum thought that was a smart decision is beyond me. Um, she should have been hand delivering the cash yeah. for the chocolate yeah. money. Oh, that's silly. She used to remember we, we used to have those uh she was a terrible mother, obviously. But we remember those um remember that kind of kids banking thing that we had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dolomites. Yeah, the dolomites. And you used to have you used to get three bucks a week to um yeah. bank and learn how to bank. Yeah. And at the end of the year they figured out why don't you have any money in your no. Dolomites account? And it's like clearly because I was spending it at the canteen. At the canteen. Wasting yeah. it, you know, just buying chocolates and stuff. Huh? It's like, well, Someone silly enough to give me money, then clearly uh, I'm just going to go and fucking enjoy it, right? <laughs> I made that mistake uh, earlier this year. Gave my daughter, you know, a nice clean tenner mm-hmm. to buy a Mother's Day gift at the Mother's Day store. Because she's like, I want to get something for mum, I want to get something for Nana. I'm like, sweet, no worries. Like, I checked how much each each present was. I'm like, she's probably each 10 to buy something for everyone. Yeah. She comes home, I'm like, how'd you go? She's like, yeah, yeah, I got something for mum. I'm like, what'd you get for Nana? She's like, oh, there was nothing good for Nana. I'm like, cool, I'm like, where's my change? She's like, oh, there was no change. Oh no no! no. <laughs> they learn young. Uh, no no no! What do you mean there's no change? I'm like, she's like, oh, I spend all my mum's present, and I'm like, 
show me what you got up. And I looked at it. I'm like, that's not 10 bucks. Swizzle man. stick like, or something. Yeah. yeah <laughs> a lot like, of like, chop chop. I'm, like, I'm like, that is not a $10 notepad in hand. I guarantee it. This is more shit. <laughs> no, it's a, speci- it's a special edition Fizz Whiz Fizz packet. Like, didn't cost 50 cents. It cost $10. Yeah. Okay. So after about 10, 10 minutes of interrogation, she finally like, oh, yeah, I think I went to the canteen. Well, that's fine. Like, I didn't yeah. give a fuck if you went to the canteen. Just don't bullshit me and tell me that you spent it all at the store. It is. Next time I know, I'm only giving you five bucks. Um, <laughs> it's nice to know that the canteen still has that lure over to it. Because I oh, was... Yeah. I was one for the canteen as well. Whenever I got like spare cash, I was like, I'm going to the canteen. I'm going to buy myself a treat, you know? Yeah. Um, Get back old things. Yeah. I guess it's like maybe if you, you know, you have kind of um, strict, like the canteen, the kids who went to the canteen every day would never blow their money on the canteen because it's all the same <laughs> to them. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. But for those of us who grew up kind of like with prepared lunches and, and you know, mm. you eat all your meals at home and stuff, the opportunity to, yeah, step out. Like once once a month, Max. Yeah, like, at get, least. I'd be able to get a lunch order or something. Yeah. Like it, was, uh, it was a huge day. And it was like, you know, today you can get something from the canteen. You'd go to school. You'd be happy all fucking day it waiting was, for lunchtime. And then you had to do your analysis. You're like, what am I spending my money on this? Got two dollars. What can I get? You know? Yeah. Do I go maybe I uh, do I go a fried lasagna? Do I go like a, a pizza? Do I go do I a go, chocolate do, do I, I go, go a chicken drumstick, Greeno? Like those yeah. um, those flat chicken schnitzel drumstick things, Greeno? Yeah, yummy drummies. Yummy drummy. Oh, nice Gary. Nice Gary. So you get a yummy drummy for like say a dollar, and then maybe yeah. a donut for fifty cents, and then yeah. I would always yeah. try to go like two Zuper Dupers or something. Hey, or a pack of Oval Teens. Whatever, yeah. whatever was available was that always was solid. Shit. You want to uh, wash it down though, Greeno. So remember you could probably get a can. Back then you could probably get a can drink like for 50 cents, I reckon. Yeah, a can of Coke. They still sold Coke at school back then. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, you get a can of Coke or uh, my personal preference, a little chocolate mousse. Oh, yeah, a little milk, Greeno. The chocolate milk was always good. Yeah. Uh, it was always nice. So I managed to distribute like my four bucks I'd get a month pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Yep. But you're right, happy day. Because you knew it'd be another month before you were getting any coin. Absolutely. Uh, can Yeah. If you and if you didn't have the money, you'd do what I used to do. I used to just go to the supermarket across the road and steal food. Nice, no, <laughs> it, it works out the same, kids. If you yeah, if you weren't buying stuff for the canteen with stolen money, you just go like, cut out the middleman, steal the food yourself. Steal the food yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a life lesson right there. Pro tip. Yeah. You know the food uh, they have in the canteen? Yeah, yeah. You know you can take that yourself, actually, from the shop across the road. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to pay for it if you're smart. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, good. That's it. <laughs> Sell your raffle Demo. tickets. Exactly. Damo, uh, exciting times, mate. This this segment is, is going off its tits, the uh, Forgotten Fruit of the Week. Ah, right. And, nice, yeah. And you want to know, uh, like, uh, I had a bit of a, a faux pas if, if I, you know, without realising. So mm. I was under the impression our, uh, impression our boy Stephen Babb had sent through a new Forgotten Fruit of the Week, right? So I've put in the rundown. I've attached the link. Okay. I'm like, look, we are covered for this week for Forgotten Fruit of the Week. Yeah, I thought we week. did this one already. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, we haven't. There were, we talked about we were pumping it up for this oh, coming week. Oh, right. About how Stephen Babbitt sent through. So I'm like, excellent. It's an American forgotten fruit of the week or forgotten vegetable of the week. Well, it's not it an American f- fruit or vegetable, but the, the wording is forgotten uh, American, I think. Chiote. We don't call them chiote. What do we call them? Chocos, Greener. 
with our yogurt. I was not aware of that. So I thought we were we were going to do a new fruit or a new veggie no, no, called no. chayote. But it turns out that's actually a choco as I was Googling it like five minutes before the show. Yeah. So the good news, though, is uh, firstly, Stephen sent her a recipe, uh, sautéed chayote slash choco in butter, golden balsamic, and olive oil. So you can smoked it up. paprika, Greeno. Yeah, it looks good. Um, a bit of a dry rub on, on the rack actually, of ribs there actually, as well. Actually, yeah, no, no. Actually, I'm going to make a dick move you here. Dick. Now, uh, Stevie Bab has sent this through as you know, kind of homage to the chayote slash choco, and say, look, look mm. how good the choco is. Let's be yeah. fucking honest here, Steve. You're not fooling anyone. The ribs is the star attraction of this fucking amusement star, yeah. park, all right? Yeah. You, okay, you've got plain rice and choco <laughs> alongside yeah. the ribs. Now, I love plain rice, okay? I'm not a fan of choco, but I haven't really probably had it, really, to be fair. I do yeah. love just good boiled kind of sticky rice on the side. It's one of my favorite things. But let's be, let's be ah. honest here, Greeno. If you're serving up whatever meat you're serving up alongside plain boiled rice and choco, that meat is the star of the fucking no, show. You could be serving up a piece of three-week-old chuck steak that's been chewed by the dog in the backyard and throw it on that plate and you'd go, wow, that's a good-looking fucking bit of meat. That's fucking tasty. Right there. Yeah, that's it. So... You're only complimenting the ribs here. The chayote is a is an off cut. It's a it's an afterthought, you know. With that said, though, the chayote is never the hero. It's never so, the hero. It's never like, unless it's unless you slice it thin and put it in a saucepan just with butter, salt, and pepper, <laughs> and make it the hero of the dish. <laughs> Steve, Steve's done his, his own magic with a bit of golden balsamic on there. That's, now I will uh, say these ribs look fucking superb. They do look pretty good. Yeah. That's, a, that's a nice looking dry rub. That is a very nice looking rib. Well done. Um, but good news though, Steve's Steve's on it because I think he he worked out. He was sending that through as the homage to the to the choco segment. That's right. Uh, but he got through to us today. Yep. He's gone forgotten fruit of the week this week. Lychee. Mm. And I'm like, that's a good shout, Lychee. That's a now, very uh, good shout, actually. All right, let's now, let's look Lachi up. Would, let's do our Lachi thing. Lychee would only normally be seen. Trevor in a drink. Now, if I think, and he's like in maybe in the early two thousands. Um, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you there, Greeno. I'm gonna say I have seen lychee in like fucking desserts, like ice cream. Lychee okay. ice cream. Okay, so we're doing our thing now. We're gonna go lychee recipe and on yeah. YouTube and see the first thing. Now, Greeno gets a nice Gary because the nice first thing that shows Gary. up, how to make the perfect lychee martini. Okay, there so, we go. Now. And that's the one Steve recommended. He's make like, this drink in, if you like lychee. How to make yeah. lychee lime sorbet is kind of ice cream. Kind of ice cream. Yes. Yeah. I don't, you know, it's kind of a drink as well, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what this is. Okay, let's have a look at this. All right. Well, I can't see anything. You can see. Oh, hang on, hang on. Let's get our screen shared for Greeno. All right. Now, we've got some kind of weird lychee gelatin thing going on here. Green. Ah, uh, there we go. Yeah, that's that's no good. And there okay, we go. So, so how to prepare the lychee. the lychee. Let's look at lychee protein. Now, I'm guessing you peel the fuck up. Yeah, it's a pretty offensive looking uh, fruit. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't look yeah. edible, does it? It doesn't look appetizing from the outside. And obviously, that's a uh, obviously just the skin around it. Yeah. Uh, but the inside isn't over. It does look a bit loogie-ish once you open it up. It, it looks like this looks like something that grows on an alien planet, you know, that lulls Ooh. humans into believing that it's edible and then it, ent it ends up kind of 
bursting out of their stomach at a later time. Yeah, know? it's kind of like a prank your dick mate would do, where he's like, hey, go, go do some lodges, man. Like, uh, yeah, like you eat it. Oh, that's not edible. Um, <laughs> okay, let's have a look at this thing. Wash them before peeling. Okay, peeling looks like opening a golf ball, Greener. Yeah. Peeling a golf ball. It really is kind of contained in its little shell there, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder yeah, if that's solid. I wonder if that's kind of like an evolutionary thing. Maybe too many birds were eating lychees, so they developed these little spikes on the outside. Because once you get past the spikes, it's actually quite supple in there, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, right, like a looks, looks like a prawn or something, you know? Yeah, but then is, uh, then you got to deal with the seed as well. So not seed out of there, yeah. So uh, you're looking at a, a prickly shell, then you still got to deal with the seed on the inside, and then bang, there's your lychee. Okay. Uh, Squeeze out the lychee juice, Greeno. Okay. Okay, so you can juice the lychee. Good to know. That's important. Okay, hang on. What are we putting in here? It's a lot so of Asian stuff a, in here. They're making a, a lychee jelly. 120 grams of sugar. Nice, Gary. Nice, That seems excessive. Anything will taste sweet with 120 <laughs> grams of fucking sugar in it. Won't it? Am I wrong? Oh, look, this is a really sweet lychee recipe. Yeah, it's a, it's a kilo of sugar and yeah. some fruit. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's fucking genius. How did you think of that, you know? Okay, so 120 grams of sugar we're putting in there. Look at all that sugar. That's that's a shit ton of sugar right there. Now, what the fuck is agar agar? Uh, it's like a gelatin. Okay, all right. So it's we're making jelly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm using agar agar powder. You can use other brands. Four grams of instant jelly as well. Okay. So you put an instant jelly to make an, uh, a lychee jelly. Yeah, with all the sugar. Yeah, and the lychee and juice. Sugar. Yeah. Now, I don't see... Now, let's be fair. I don't see any lychee juice here. <laughs> no, I just zero. Squat. Just sugar, Greeno. Just a and big what, bowl and what are they going to do? What are they doing with the, the leftover lychee? Are we just juicing these bad boys? Yeah, they go in the compost screen, I think. To, to grow uh, more lychees. Now, what's this? Seaweed or something? Is it? Oh. I don't know what's going on there. Okay, that is strange. Pandan leaves, Greeno. Pandan leaves. Optional. Uh, I'm going to take the option to not put it in there. Yeah, it looks like a fern, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Once we'll... again, this seems like a prank thus far. Okay. Cook on low heat until it boils. Okay. Uh, lovely. Okay, so we're making jelly, basically, at this point. Yeah. Okay. Still don't see where the lychee comes in, but that's all right. Yeah. Oh, we'll get there. We're only oh, okay. There's you, there's you used up lychee, Screeno. They're going uh, in the jelly. Crack them in the jelly. Nice. Okay. All right. And they're juiceless. So they're going to taste like lychee? I guess they will still taste like lychee, but they're going to be juice-free. Also sugar. Yeah. Lychee. Yeah, it'll taste mostly like sugar, I think. You could literally put the lychee in just a big vat of sugar, and that's probably going to taste very similar to don't you what this ate Don't you think she's posing a little bit, stirring the lychees around with the chopsticks here? Come on, it's there's a no need for fest. that. Yeah, that's unnecessary. Yeah. That's being pretentious. It's like people who uh, dress desserts with tongs, like uh, little tweezers. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I don't want to see it. Now we she got a spoon tweezers. again. Yeah, go get the air bubbles out, mate. Could oh, get the okay. air bubbles. So what? The chopsticks no good for the air bubbles, love? Or? No good for the air bubbles. Yeah. Get a spoon for that. Could have used the spoon to move the shit around earlier. Could have done that. Yeah, it makes oh. you wonder why you use the chopsticks in the fucking first place, doesn't it? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Allowed to cool uh, until the top part of the jelly forms. Okay, now. Okay, water. How much sugar are we putting here? Sixty grams. More sugar, Greeno. More sugar. More sugar in this bad boy. Okay. <laughs> Come on. 
Okay, once it starts steaming, turn it off. Okay, remove the pandan leaves. What's here? More tongs? Yeah. Whoop. Some dragon fruit cubes for it's color. Dragon green. fruit. We fed, fed the kids dragon fruit recently. That one. Yeah. That could, that could almost be its own forgotten fruit of the week, I think. I don't think it was ever remembered to begin with, dragon fruit. Yeah. It's true. not something that we've really had here, is it? No, it's, it's apparently what can you it's been around. I don't know about it. Tell me, what can you tell me about the dragon fruit that I don't uh, know? I've been told that uh, it tastes a bit pearish. Pearish, okay. Pears tastes a bit like a pear, um, and that's about it. That's all the kids said. And they're just like, yeah, it tastes like a pear, Dad. And I'm like, well, I'll just buy you a pear. I'll give you a just, cool, cool little I story. I like time. stories about piñatas. There's a, there's a shelf in our fridge which is the kind of like eat it now shelf. So. Uh -huh. As you, as things age in the fridge, they move up in our refrigerator. That's our system, you know. The super fresh stuff goes in the crisper at the bottom, and that's like the fresh, good, good, good shit. Now, mm -hmm. if you go into the bottom of the fridge, just say you want to throw some potatoes into a Now, I eat potatoes every fucking day, so okay. I'm always going for potatoes. Now, if you go to the bottom of the fridge and there's a bag of potatoes there, just beware if like say on the third shelf of the fridge, there's like a bag and there's two or three potatoes there, use those first because that's the yeah. use it now shelf. Okay. That's the we need to eat this shit first shelf. Yeah. And I was in there and we, the, the fridge was kind of skint the other day. We were on the end of our grocery cycle, you know, those days when you're making meals, although you fucking prepare yeah. your meals weeks in advance. I don't I just kind of go to the fridge every day and say, all right, what have I got? You know? No, wait. I got, I got a weekly menu. So I write a menu, I get yeah. a grocery shopping for the week. And then there's my menu done. That's far too organized for me. I'm just like, yeah. go get a bunch of shit and we'll figure it out as we go, you know? Yeah. So it got to the end of the grocery cycle and it's like, well, I don't have many options here. So I had a couple of chicken breasts, right? Mm -hmm. I had half a punnet of mushrooms and mm -hmm. one onion. <laughs> and I had some rice and yeah. uh, I had some Brussels sprouts. And on the you need to use it now shelf, I had pear greener. Pears, okay. two pears. Now, what I did was I just kind of like cubed up the chicken and I put like a nice Moroccan spice on it and then yeah. I thought, fuck it. And I peeled the pears and cut them up into slices and I chucked the pears in with the chicken. Oh. Chucked it in. And it's like, okay, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> we'll yeah. see what happens. And I served it, so it was this a frying pan? Frying pan, always frying pan. So you fried off some pears. I fried okay, so off some of, pears. Bit yeah. of char on the outside. No, it's gonna be all right because uh, no. uh, sugar's caramelized. Well, it was kind. It ended up being like a kind of sweet and sour situation. You know what I mean? Right. So, the the chicken with the Moroccan spice was very savory and peppery and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And even though the pear was in there cooking with it, I just did like thin slices and it was like little bursts of sweetness that kept coming Wait, through. did you say thin slices? Did thin you add a bit of salt? Pear, did you add a bit of salt, pepper butter? and butter. Nice, Gary! <laughs> there, there, there was butter in there because um, a good chicken needs good butter, I think, mm. when you fry it under uh, a fry pan to get it all, you know, nice and soaky. Uh, so, yeah, a little bit of pear in there, salt, pepper, pear, chicken. It worked, Greener. It <laughs> fucking worked. Grilled pears are great alongside grilled pork or sausages, but they're even better when served with ice cream, whipped cream, or frozen yogurt. Now, see if it works with pork, it works with chicken. Because if it works with one white meat, it works with the other. Yeah, white it works with the other one. Now yeah. let's let's have a look at these uh, these recipes for a grilled pear. Gather the ingredients. Okay. Cut the pear in half. Scoop out the seeds. Mm -mm. Add a bit of oil. I didn't scoop out it. any seeds. I was on the barbecue. No, I didn't do any of that. 
Why do, why do people need a recipe for this? What I did was take my knife and I did a real hack job of peeling it with yep. a knife because I'm like, I can't be bothered even getting the peeler out for this. Mm-hmm. This is literally just an experiment on the fly. We're just going to chop up some fucking pear and chuck it in. And yep. then so I kind of did a hack job peeling it with a knife and then I just did <laughs> slices of it and until yep. I got to the core and I'm like, okay, that's enough and chucked it in the well, Technically, you've, technically you, you pulled seeds out. You just never included them. Yeah, I didn't include them in the first place. So, no, I didn't yeah. pull seeds out. I cut the flesh away from the seeds. Cut around them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like the way you cut them out. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, no, it fucking worked. And it, it was definitely like a thing. It. Actually, do you want a quick little story? Tom? I like stories yeah, about pinatas. I nearly sent this th- sh- uh, through to you today to add to the rundown. Uh, the Breville is back, baby. The Breville is fucking back in the Boogie Bumper right. household. I like it. Yeah. So I'm I, during the day, I'm pretty lazy when it comes to eating. Most of the time, I won't even eat lunch or breakfast just because I really can't be bothered. I'll, I'll make myself a coffee and I'll have a cigarette and I just fucking get that, to work. That you know? and cigarettes are an appetite suppressant. Yeah. Well, there ah. you go. So coffee, cigarette, that's enough for me. I'll kick on to work. And, you know, a lot of times my first meal of the day is actually dinner, you know? Yeah. I can't be healthy, dude. Uh, well, what isn't? Uh, as I take a sip of my fucking red wine, you know, yeah. and after the show I'll have my cigarette, you know? Yeah. What isn't fucking healthy? Mm. So a lot of the times my first meal of the day is probably dinner. Um, and you know, I'm just not hungry really during the day. I'm just not, I'm just working. So I don't give a fuck. And, but if I'm, you know, if I'm, I'm such a lazy eater during the day, one of the things that I'll do is just like get, I'll get two bits of bread. If I've got five minutes to chow something down, I'll get two bits of bread, throw some cheese on it, whack it in the microwave, bang, melt the cheese. I'll fold the bread in half and then yeah. I'll eat those two slices of bread with cheese on. I might put maybe a bit of pepper on it or something. I'm like, bang, there's a meal. I'm hey, done. Yeah. Happy with that. Now, anyway, the other day, Lady Boogs brings home Greeno out of the blue. And I've been thinking about this for years and years and years. Brings home a fucking Breville. Nice, Greeno. Gary! Toasted sandwich machine. And I've been thinking for a long time, you know what, I could really do. I actually mentioned to her like maybe a month or so ago, I'm like, do we still have like an, you know, every house has a fucking toasted um, sandwich machine somewhere hiding in the fucking cabinet. Every house, even if you haven't seen it for 10 years, it's in there somewhere, kids. Check Mm -hmm. the pantry, check under the sink up the back where all the cleaning fucking shit is. It's it's probably hidden in the back there. It's really next to your foot spa. It's next to the foot spa. And yeah. it's like, do we still have one of those fucking things? And she's like, actually, no, I don't think we do. And I'm like, oh, that's a shame. And uh, so anyway, she brings home this fucking Breville. I'm like, you beauty, this is fantastic. Now, my favourite um, toasted sandwich, you, this will repulse you, Greeno. But this Can is, I have a guess? Yes. Is it, baked, is it baked bean and cheese? No, definitely not. You oh, no, no, dick. no. I fucking hate baked beans. Always. I said why, but you were like, oh, it's kind of a – because like, I know that you, that used to be a go-to in the 80s and 90s. No. Baked beans in the Breville Maker. Yeah. Interestingly, that's uh, Lady Boogs' favourite treat in the Breville Maker is baked beans. I Older. fucking hate baked beans. The smell of them, the look of them, the texture—I cannot yeah, stomach them. Yeah. I hate them. I, I can't stand beans in general. Beans, lentils, that kind of texture, that kind mm. of. Uh, food. Oh, I'll skip it. I can I can do beans, and the only time that I'll do them is in my chili greeno, and I'll throw like That's, some four yeah. bean mix in there. 
And but I do like one tiny little can in a whole pot of chili, you know? Yeah, you just a little bit. Yeah. yeah, just a tiny bit. So you don't even really notice the beans are in there. And then it cooks for like fucking ten hours anyway. So by the end, yeah. there is no texture to the bean. Yeah. yeah, it's more for the saltiness of it more than yeah. anything else. So yeah, no, can't stand baked beans. My go-to, which is probably a product of my German upbringing, I realise, because the Germans eat some fucking pretty hideous shit, by the way. And it's a lot of like savoury. So my go-to when it comes to Breville is literally just sliced tomato, onion and pepper on a on a fucking toasted sandwich creamer. That's it. Oh, yeah, onion, tomato oh, and pepper. And no cheese, just tomato, <laughs> onion and pepper. And you pack it in there like, like use a whole onion, you know. I didn't realise you were allowed to make a, a brutal sandwich without having without cheese, cheese in it. Without cheese. No, it isn't without a thing. It's definitely a thing. Uh, you just put butter on one side of the toasted sandwich, by the way, not both sides. But definitely got to you got to do butter on the outside uh, on the oh, brittle yes, machine yeah. itself. Like you wipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, the shit sticks. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So we got there today, and it's like we're into the grocery. We're at the end of the grocery cycle, and I I walk out to the lady book. She worked from home today, and I was like, you know what? I just had the craziest fucking idea. And she's what? Tell me about it. And I was actually calling. I'm going to give you a nice Gary. Nice Gary. I'm going to give you a nice Gary. I called on a bit of little bit of Greeno inspiration here. Little bit of Greeno cuisine inspiration. Greeno, we okay. had in the fridge an old packet of Frankfurts. Okay. And I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? Hot dog fucking toasties, my man. Hot dog toasties. This this oh, sounds terrible. This sounds. It is. It's a fucking thing. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. It sounds is, rank. It is a it fucking so thing. Bad. No, no, no. I know it sounds bad. It is yeah. a fucking thing. Trust me. Oh. Okay. So all I did was I got um, Frankfurt's like straight out of the fridge. Didn't have to pre-cook them or anything. It, it works. Uh, my first th- fear was the toasting machine is not going to heat the Frankfurt's up enough. So it's they're going to yeah. be cold in the middle. <laughs> Trust me. It's not a problem. It's not an issue. They can't, those fuckers come out of there piping, Greeno, piping. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, what you want to do is you want to get your slice of bread. Now, you, you're going to need to use one and a half Frankfurts per sandwich because what you're going to do is cut three Frankfurts in half. Yeah. Okay. And then, so you're going to get on each sandwich, you're going to have three halves, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah, right? I'm with you. Right, so half a franc, half a franc, half a franc. That's one. Now you you lay the you you butter up the bottom side and you lay your half three halves of the franc on the bottom. Then tomato sauce, greener, little bit yeah. of cheese. Now on the other side of the bread, where you would normally put more butter, you I want you to put some mustard on there. Greener. I was going to say you have spread some mustard the mustard. Yeah, yes. And you squish that shit together, you put it in the breville. Let me tell you, Greeno, 10 out of fucking 10. Nice, Gary! Hot dog Look toasted sandwiches it. is a fucking thing. And we invented now, it today. Oh, and I said to the lady, I gave Lady Boogs like the test. She was the guinea pig for this, Greeno. She yeah, had the yeah, first yeah. ever one. Yeah. And I said, what do you think? And she's like, you know what? It fucking works. It's a it thing. Works. Yeah, All I right, had two of go. them. I loved it. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Free recipe for you today. It, it literally took five minutes to do, <laughs> okay? Yeah. You don't have to warm up the, the Frankfurts in the fucking – you don't have to Australia, warm up the wieners yeah. in a saucepan or anything it's like that. Question, yeah. though, what kind of Franks are we using here? We're we using the shitty red bubble crappy ones? East Don is good, my man. East Don okay. is good. All right. Dude, it's only getting so, – like I think you're going to get a quality Frank. 
Because I, I feel I like it's, it's, it's like, not quality. It's not, not, quality. It's not a quality Are you dish. Give them the, big, the big tub ones. No, this is a working class Frank? lunch, my man. So working class frankfurts, all right. Working class. It deserves working class frankfurts. It deserves working class. But seriously, just you, you halve the frankfurts. You want three halves on one piece of bread with. Yeah. I want. I want. I want you to give it a generous buttering. Okay. Oh no! You're Clearly. allowed that. Not a hundred percent. Generously. Uh, and the only other thought yep. I had with it Please. is a little side tray mm. of like liquid cheese mm. that you can dip in corners no, of the sandwich. Oh, now we're talking. As you have a bite, now kind of like a yes. Um, what about some cheese in a can, Greeno? Some some spray on cheese where you can oh, just go no, 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 like I on the end cheese, of it, you know? <laughs> I need that cheese liquidy, like a dipping like sauce. Like a fondue. Yeah, like a fondue, hundred percent. I want a little fondue. Fondue, kind of hot dog, toasties. Fondue, there you go. Sandwich, yeah, that could be oh, something. Oh, mate, now you're talking. Definitely, like yeah. So there you go. There's a free one for you, ladies and gentlemen. That's a little story I like from stories today. That about happened today. In the That's office, fresh off the hot goss off fresh. the press, Greeno. Hot fondues, please off the press. Very good. Uh, what are we doing? Are we just going to plow through. Yeah, let's plow through. Should we I see the end of this fucking license? No, I just want to see the end result at least. Yeah, look at this. Actually, let's see if anyone else has done hot dog toasties. <laughs> I just Googled it. That's what I was looking at. Hot dog. Uh, there's oh. a, a Facebook page. Really? Someone else has already done it? Yeah, someone's already done it. See, That's where I got the idea of the nothing, chicken sauce. Nothing is original ever. Oh, look, here we go. Cheesy hot dog toast. All right, let's have a look. Oh, now this looks a lot better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now, oh, yeah, that's kind of what we're talking about here. Now, see, yeah, I just solid. did the three. So mine looked like just three tubes of hot dog in it, but very similar. Yeah, they've they got thin slices by the looks of it in this particular one. And I reckon they've over-cheesed here. Oh, that's too much. Yeah, there's about nine slices of cheese in that bad boy. Or, if not nine slices, very thick uh, chunks have been put in there. Uh, and you know what? They're using more of like a kind of kielbasa or something here rather than the Frankfurt yeah. that we would use here in Australia, which is yeah, just really a classic kind of Frank. That's because you know? the Frankfurt we in Australia is so much different to the rest of the world. It's really shit down here. Yeah. Um, like real meat is in a lot of the other hot dogs. Well, it's close to I real love meat. It. I love our Frankfurts. What are you talking about? Oh, they're terrible, man. Absolutely terrible. Really? You don't like yeah. our Frankfurts? That's disgusting. No, no, like, How unpatriotic of you. That's no, very much so. That's awful. I mean, if you I mean if you want the best kind of sausage, anything sausage related, Germany is the best, clearly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Anything German well. is the best. But um, you know, I like our working class. It's the Devon of the Frankfurt world, you know. It's, it's the definitely Devon. the Devon, Devon of the sausage world, yeah, correct. <laughs> you gotta embrace the working class nature of our <laughs> of our cured meat screener. Now see this is too much work already. This is too much work. I'm talking about a five, literally five minutes, not even five minutes, yeah, three minutes. Yeah, they've 400 pieces of Frankfurt's there. That's yeah, too much. This is ridiculous here. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? I've got four hours for lunch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't prepare this. So I want you to, yeah, just take three Frankfurt's, cut them in half, and then you put three halves on one piece of bread, three halves on another. Make sure the bread's well buttered. Put some cheese. Put the sauce on first. Lather it up. Not too much sauce. Don't go crazy with the sauce. Uh, people over. Yeah, yeah, people make that mistake, Greeno. They oversource stuff. I can't handle an oversourcing. I really don't like it. 
you know, if there's so much sauce that it's dripping and dribbling all over the place, it actually ruins the experience. Sauce sandwich, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's a sauce sandwich with a side of Frankfurt, you know. Mm. So just put a little bit of sauce on there, not too much, not too little either. You don't want to be dry. That's the thing. Yeah, it's like that Vegemite spread issue, isn't it? Yes. Like it's, it's that perfect amount. There is, there is a God-tier ratio of sauce yeah. to hot dog that you must achieve, and it changes every single time depending on what mood you're in. But yeah. don't over-sauce. Don't over-cheese either. Don't, that was too much cheese here. This this here, this here. Way too much cheese. No good. I'm not going to taste any of the Frankfurt there. Exactly. You want to taste mostly the meat, and then the cheese and the sauce is just going to complement it. That's what you're aiming for, you know what I mean? And Ooh. I actually used a grated cheese. This looks like a kind of sliced cheese situation that's used here. Yeah, they're, they're big uh, chunks of sliced cheese, definitely. Yeah, so I used grated cheese and just spread it all around. So that's the way you want to go with that. Grated tasty cheese, Greno, because it's got like a nice high melt point compared to other cheeses. So a nice grated tasty. And um, a little bit of mustard instead of butter on one side of the bread. Okay. There you go. Now, I, I do like what she's done here on the outside of the bread. This looks like a little bit of, I guess. That's butter. That's just butter. I don't know if that is just butter, actually. Is, that's man. a Let's lot. That, that would be a lot of butter to get to they that. Get to the buttering in a minute. Let's have a look. Let's go forward. I saw her doing Well, she, I saw her doing eggs, though. So I'm wondering oh. if she's put a bit of egg wash on the outside. Oh, egg wash. This has become a bit of a, a French toast situation. Yes, that's what I was getting at. A bit of French toast greener. You know what would be nice on the outside? Maybe a there little we bit go. of it. Yeah, there it is. It's egg wash. If you could do egg wash with a little bit of parmesan cheese on the outside, Greeno, maybe perhaps. That could work. That could work. That could work. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, you mm. know, and it got me thinking now I'm now I'm in the mood for all kinds of toasty toasted sandwiches creations. I'm I'm even thinking of going down the track of Greeno like a ravioli toasted sandwich. It's been done, yes. I've seen it. Has it it's been done? Shifting. Yeah. I swear I've seen that on MasterChef when they do the the, the Breville uh, challenge. Breville challenge, yeah. There's uh, there's so many options with the Breville, so that's my new favorite thing at the moment. I like it. We're going to be embracing the Breville, but yeah, hot dogs, uh, toasties, get onto them, folks. I like stories about pinatas. Get into them. You're going to love Pretty it. Good. Yeah. Uh, what are we cancelling this week, Damon? Oh, I guess what are we cancelling? Uh, I saw this book uh, pop up a little bit uh, earlier in the week in my feed. Uh, co-host of a sporting discussion. Uh, AJ Mithin down there in Melbourne. Check out their podcast. I think it's still going. Check it out. Um, but uh, he got this book throughout the course of the week, and I'm like, well, this has just got a bit of 80s Eddie Murphy vibes, isn't it? So yeah. this is written by Johnny Warren. Now, classic, to, classic book in Australia, this one. Yeah, you'll have to kind of fill the, the people in on who Johnny Warren is, Damo. Johnny Warren was basically like the voice of soccer slash football in this country for a long, long, long time. And tragically, I think he passed away just before the World Cup, the like the first World Cup that we'd made in like twenty something years or something. If you're yeah, remember. that's right. Yes, yeah. But he, so, he knew that we'd made it. He just yeah, yeah. unfortunately didn't. Yeah, he didn't get to. He didn't live to see it. And um, so he was kind of like back in the eighties, seventies, eighties, that kind of thing. It was it was very unpopular to be like a soccer fan in this country, and and soccer in this country, football it still does have this it's unavoidable it's a it's an ethnic sport here and it it really is and what i mean by that is not, i'm not saying that only ethnics play it but like when, even when you get to club level all the clubs are like kind of like social clubs for some kind of nationality like you know 
Marconi Football Club is in Sydney. That's the Italian social club, right? Yeah. Sydney United used to be called Sydney Croatia because it used to be the Croatian kind of social club. Mm-hmm. Bonnie Rig White Eagles is the local Serbian, um, you know, social club. So there, there are distinct kind of ethnic ties to all of our kind of local clubs here. And yeah. that's that's kind of what kept the game alive. It's because all these Europeans were coming over to Australia in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. And at the time, no one really played soccer here at that time, you know. So they started up their own social clubs so they could play soccer against each other, which is fair enough. Um, but, you know, that, that kind of stigma was pretty tough. And Johnny Warren, like I mean, with a name like Johnny Warren, obviously he's not – you know, he's probably not big in the Iviches and the Ivanoviches and the yeah. <laughs> Martonis and the Martinis and, you know, all the people who were playing fucking ethnic football at the time. He came out with this book, which is classically uh, referred to, it referred to, is called Sheila's Wogs and Poofters. Nice, Because that's what, you know, people would say about people who play football at the time. Oh, they're just a bunch of Sheila's Wogs and Poofters who are playing <laughs> soccer. Because here you're mate. playing, yeah, here you're playing rugby league or AFL or cricket. You know those, yeah, are or, those. You, or rugby union, yeah, back yeah. in the day, especially, yeah. So yeah, Sheila's Wogs and Poofters. So I guess he gets away with it. That's um, a great fucking title for a book. One because oh, he's yeah. dead, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but two because he's actually criticizing the people who are criticizing the Sheila's Wogs and Poofters, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. Yeah, so that's probably why he gets away with it. Although the guy, let's let's be fair here. If you have, if you look carefully, kind of looks like the guy's doing a Heil Hitler on the cover green. Oh, it does look a bit like that. Nice, Gary. <laughs> like, like, looks double, like a big goose step, doesn't it? Excellent. We've got a double reason to cancel this book. So let's we'll get rid of it. Charge there yeah. as as uh, as we can. I'm I'm doubting it's still in circulation, but just in case, yeah. we better cancel it. Yeah, get rid of it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to show you a bit of a loser behavior, Damo. Now we've we've been dealing with a lot of loser behavior during oh, the Ashes. Where our American we, friends are going to fucking love this, Greeno. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we, we've been dealing with the moral Ashes loss that apparently we just endured. The moral Ashes. Uh, <laughs> can we just hang on? Can we just spend a quick minute on the fucking moral Ashes loss? Moral Ashes. Morally, because this England needs to ashes. be this needs to be discussed. The moral Ashes <laughs> defeat. I have seen English people on Twitter. This week, legitimately saying, Australia may have retained the urn, but we we won the moral fight. And it's like, what the fuck yeah. sport are you watching, mate? <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? You're a fucking Losing idiot. Behavior. Yeah. <laughs> we won the moral fight. There is no moral yeah. fight. First yeah. of all, you're a bunch of fucking hypocrites and liars for the most mm-hmm. part. Everything that you're accusing us. Of, you did you hear that Jared Whateley roast about the? The, mor- the morality of the English team? Yeah, yeah, Fuck, I did, yeah. You, I think you sent it through, yeah. Oh, no, Brad, um, um, the oh, Earth reporter sent it through. Yeah. But there's something special. Jared Whaley, when he's in full flight like that, he just cuts their throat, you know. There's there's no kind of fucking around, no pulling any punches. Yeah. He, he doesn't go over the top. He just goes in for the quick kill, you know, the swift yeah. kill. Does it articulately, though? Yes, very articulate. And he just articulately waved that scalpel and just dissected them with this. It's like the moral, what what are you talking, like the moral victory? (laughs) You know, like, hang on, you're the guys, you're you're England, right? You're you're claiming moral victory here, (laughs) England, Mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. What the hell are you talking about kind of thing? Yeah. So here we we go again. Now, 
Now, we all know that stats can explain whatever you want them to explain at different times, right? Yeah. Uh, But this is a new one to me. Now... Well, a bit of backstory. So what happened is, so for everyone who doesn't know, in the way, any kind of Olympic sport and swimming uh, specifically, and when you look at the Olympics tally, how does it go? It goes, who's leading the gold is on top, Mm -hmm. and then works its way down based on how many gold medals you've won. Because, sorry, athletes, if you're not winning gold, no one gives a fuck. No, no one gives a fuck. Yeah. That's the way it works. You can take Sorry. your 400 bronze and stick them up your ass. We yeah. don't care about them. You're a fucking, you're a two-time Oh, you, you, won a bronze, you won a bronze medal in, at the 2012 Olympics. Good for you. Yeah. Who the fuck are well you? Well done. Yeah. You're Thanks not getting a free coffee today. Yeah. yeah. So for the first five days of the World Swimming Championships, obviously the, the, the people there at Peacock who were uh, showing the, the coverage had done it the normal way. So they'd show their medal tally. But the problem was, was Australia was kicking some ass. So they, oh, were, lead, like, they were leading the medal, like leading the tally because they had 10 gold. You had China with five. And then you had the US and France there with three. Not so only, not only like, are we kicking some ass, mind you, we're kicking some ass against the, the two superpowers of the world, United States mm-hmm. and China. China has over a billion fucking people in it. They yeah. should be winning actually every, everything. everything all the time. <laughs> With yeah. the amount of people Probably. they have to choose from, all right. Probably not basketball though. All right, we have we have what twenty five million of us here. Yeah, there's there's less people living in this country than there is in the state of fucking New York, Greeno. Yeah, I think yeah. if I'm not mistaken, I we have no right there. to win anything ever at any time. Yeah. Yet here we were with sixteen gold medal, ten gold medals. Pardon me. Yeah. Compared to China's five and America's three, we're kicking yeah. ass. We're doubling yeah. second place yeah. in the exactly. gold medal tally. So at that point, Peacock's like, well, "We can't have this because we're down in like third. This is this is looking bad. It's Fuck so it. Good. Yeah. Fuck it. Change the tally. Let's put the total amount up there. Yeah. So uh, imagine it. imagine thinking that the swimming fans in America are going to riot or something unless yeah. they're top of the ladder. It's like, come on, yeah. man. No one's really watching this in the states either, is it? A bunch of college kids, maybe. Maybe. Oh, no, people like Americans still love their swimming. Like uh, Katie Ledecky's still kicking ass. Oh, like following her. Yeah. yeah, I think she's the most decorated uh, female swimmer in the world. Yeah. On the most ever world champs and Olympic medals, those kind of things. So, uh, but yeah, that's just flat out loser behavior. That if you have to change the halfway, oh, like, if they said at the start of the coverage, like at the very beginning of the coverage, if that's the way they displayed it, I'd be like, no dramas, right? That's just the way they yeah. want to display their medals. That's all good. They changed. To go, they changed. To go five it. days <laughs> and then on the sixth day to switch the way you do it, yeah. that's loser behavior. Um, we had to we had to find a way to put the states on top. That basically, on top, yeah. That's what they did exactly so well done you just goes to show too and like you know tip of the hat to i'm actually going to give a nice gary to peacock um, nice gary because people will say and i've said it myself that you know the corporate media in the united states is very unpatriotic green they hate america well clearly that's not true because they will <laughs> manipulate their own their own tables in order for america to well, come out on top you know, know what it's, fair it's, enough no, fair play. i'm gonna i'm gonna pull you up on that on that they still hate america they just hate australia china and great Britain. <laughs> nice gary they hate America, but they hate losing more. Yeah, so you know you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, Did you see the thing the other day that um, I was? My office has a very annoying thing, Greeno, 
where uh, near the near the lifts, they have like those kind of electronic billboards for newspaper fucking headlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get those. We get those in our elevators. Oh well. my god, yeah. I hate it so much because every single I one of my office days is Monday. I chose Monday because no one else wants to go in on Monday. I'm like beautiful. No one's going to be walking around trying to talk to me. I can get shit okay, done. Yeah. So, you so want. I can I can work quietly on my own and get shit done. So, you know, I chose Monday and uh, as a Formula One fan, as you know, Greeno, I used to be able to watch the, the races live, but now if you're working uh, Yeah, you're yeah. working Monday morning, I'm up at five AM. I get in the office at like six AM yep. because I I start early when I go in the office so I can beat that traffic, Greeno. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I've got to avoid all social media because I can't stay up the night before watching the Formula One until two or mm. three in the morning, clearly. So I've got to wait till I get home, watch the replay. And I've been caught out once before this year where I've, you know, where I go out for a cigarette, there's one smoking area for the whole building and you have to kind of go out the front and around the corner, obviously. And when mm-hmm. you come back, you go to get in the lift and there's these fucking billboards with the newspapers there. So I did a great job, you know, once it was like kind of midday, one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, sweet, I'm going to go in a couple of hours, go home, fucking crack a beer, watch the Formula One, it's going to be good. And I walk in and I look up and there's the fucking Max Verstappen holding a trophy. I'm like, well, fuck you, man. Well, I didn't ask yeah. for this information. Fuck you. you know? I know you didn't ask for this information, but you why? You could assume like, it, yeah. Like, just, just assume Max has won, <laughs> yeah. mate. Like, just make sure you don't find out who comes second, third. Correct. Like, that's, all you do. that's what you're doing now. You just know Max is going to win and then you're like, I just need to avoid who came second and third. That's now what I do. Because, like, we used to, like, you just the new uh, bet on whatever race weekend is, it's like, well, I'm just going to fucking put most of my bet towards Max Verstappen. I'm winning, so at least I know we're going to win a little bit of money, yeah. and then I'll put my rest of my money on someone else. And Lance stroll, long shot. Lance stroll crashing out, you know. Although yeah. he doesn't crash out much these days. I got to be fair. no, he's just he's just very disappointing. Yeah. Um, you sent through that clip to us last week of like so how bad good, Lance it? Stroll, yeah. and you look at the statistics. You're like everywhere he goes, he just gets outperformed, not by a little bit, but by a lot by a his lot. teammates. Yeah. And no matter who his teammate is, and like the better the teammate gets, obviously the further he make he gets made to look bad. Like. That car's that car at the start of the year, not so much now, was an absolute rocket, yeah. and he couldn't take advantage of that, and still is sitting pretty low down in the, in the world championship. Which is yeah. oh know, man, I just want the, so bad. I want so bad for Alonso to win just one more race. He doesn't even race. have to win a championship. I just no, want him to race. win one more race. I thought this might so be his year to be able to sneak it in, but then they've yeah. got to come back to the pack, and you know the McLarens are looking good now. Um, yeah, definitely. The, the Mercs aren't looking too bad. Ferrari's yeah. pace wasn't too bad in the last race as well. So uh, you know, yeah, Ferrari's got a long way to go. Wasn't bad, like long way to go, but like they're probably not fine for wins. But they 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 got a podium in the last race, but um, so that guys. Um, Definitely in the McLaren, though. They've come out of fucking nowhere. They just had some upgrades and then all of a sudden, bang, they're on podium pace. There you go. (laughs) And and there's Danny Rick, you know, in the Alpha Towery (laughs) coming 18th. He he must be like, you're fucking kidding me, man. Man, he got he got that car up to sixteenth after being knocked out in the first. Like knocked yeah, out in but the first poor lap. old Danny Rick. He was he was always one step to. He was either always in his career choices. Like, let's be honest here. In his career choices, he was either one step ahead or one step behind. Why would you have a Well, like, okay, so he was either one step ahead or one step behind in leaving Red Bull. You can look at it both ways. Like, he was one yeah. step ahead in leaving the team that had Max Verstappen that was going to win three championships in a row, or yeah. he was one step behind 
leaving Red Bull because he should have stayed at the team when they would eventually have a car that was capable of winning was, three yeah. championships in a row. Exactly. And he went to Renault, right? Mm-hmm. Now, is he the one step ahead or one step behind in leaving them? Because he was one step ahead when he decided to leave Renault, but then they kind of got rid of the former director and they settled down. And now you look at them with Ocon and Gasly. They've had some really good pace. They've been really unlucky, um, Alpine. Yeah. They've had a lot of occasions where they've been crashed out by other people and a lot of shit out of their control. They've had a top 10 car most of the year. When he was there, it was not a top 10 car. It was not a very fucking good car. It was lucky to get get near the points. Yeah, so he left. He went to McLaren and then same thing again. He was either one step ahead or one step behind. He was one step ahead by leaving McLaren uh, by thinking, you know, oh, well, Oscar Piastri and Lando Norris are going to make it. He got fired. Yeah, well, McLaren. you don't blame him either, do you? Like, he was terrible. He was no yeah, good. Yeah, no, he didn't, didn't do well at all. No, Lando made him look like an amateur, basically. But now it's good, actually, to see that Piastri's actually putting a bit of pressure on Lando. Even though oh, Lando's exactly. yeah. outperformed him, but uh, Piastri has shown, especially in the last couple he's, of races. He's right there, a lot oh, closer right than what Danny was, yeah, oh, yeah, what Danny was last year. Yeah. Um, it's good to see, though, because, yeah, we've got obviously two Aussies back in, in there to kind of cheer on. And a couple of guys, I think uh, Jack Dillon won uh, FB2. He's he'll won the be last in, two he'll races. He'll be in next year, Jack He's Dillon. not far off. Uh, and then uh, is there Mansell Kid as well, apparently, is an Aussie, who's in F3, really? I believe, yeah. Mansell Kid should be British, shouldn't he? That's what I thought, but apparently he's an Aussie. Oh, okay. uh, Mansell... Uh, Aussie F1, yeah, because I heard that, yeah, big weekend for Aussies, and then fucking Osu Piastri crashes out on the first lap. (laughs) F3, let's have a look. Well, he didn't crash out. What happened is science pinched him up against the wall. Uh, Science locked his brakes up and then pinched him. Christian Mansell was an Australian racing driver competing in the F3 championship in Campos. So Nigel's wife must be Aussie or something, maybe? Uh, Let's have a look here. Got to be. Why else would the kid be Aussie and Nigel's British? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, here you go. Uh, They're sharing the same last name. He's not related to Nigel Mantle. Oh, there you go. Nice, Gary. That's an unfortunate name to not be related to them, isn't not it? Not be related to, but hey, he's, he's doing well in F3. So, so it's, yeah, a it's like, you know, like, um, you know, Mark Jordan as an NBA player. Yeah. It's like, no, no, I'm actually not. <laughs> Not related. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, okay, kids in the eighteen. So yeah, we've got a couple of young guys coming through. Seem to be doing pretty well. Christian Mansell. Christian Mansell. So look out for him in the three races. Doing, doing will definitely get a gig because um, he does have his dad's name, and his dad can just open doors. That's the thing. yeah, but he um he's the good side. He's, he's legit. He, he, oh, he he's is. I'm not saying well. he's not yeah. legit. I'm not saying he's not legit, but it takes more than being legit. You know, it does. Yeah. Well, he's, so um, he's, he, he's he, one. He's legit, and two, he gets doors opened, which is a huge fucking. Uh, oh, that's what a lot of it is. Like I remember Mark Webber dominating everywhere in the world, and it was like, when's this, when are we gonna see this guy in F one? And he's like, it, it's business. Like I don't have the money to kind of get into these particular drives, and it took well, him and in saying five, that, Mark six Webber, years longer than it should have. In saying that, Webber was not poor either. He had a lot of financial backing. Webber, mm. like at the same time so Weber can't cry poor and like oh poor me no, he no, actually he had a huge poor, kind just, of backing as yeah. well and it still took him you know years and years and years because he yeah. didn't have the back his backing to us would be like that's a fucking fortune 
Yeah. But to other people in the Formula One world, they'll be like, here's nothing. He has nothing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you, you, yeah. You're only paying for two drives with that. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. But Thanks Jack, for coming. Jack Doohan, definitely um, being Mick Doohan's son, because Mick Doohan can walk into any pit box anywhere in, in the world and everyone knows yeah. who he is, even though he was a motorbike racer. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows who he is and everyone welcomes him in and he gets offered things and he says, by the way, this is my son, Jack. You know, and then, then that's it. You're in. Well, there's also some advertising cachet that comes with Definitely. it, similar to uh, Mick Schumacher when he uh, got that drive with Haas. Yeah. It was. I feel well, sorry gonna... for Mick because he's oh, so clearly like, he's a good driver, but he's just, very yeah. good driver. But he's just not. Yeah. He's not Michael. That's yeah. no, yeah, no one is. And his poor dad's his poor dad's a vegetable. You know. Yeah. What do we know just... about Michael Schumacher? Like, like I every you know what every year or two I Google up like what's happening with Michael Schumacher. Mm. Because I actually legitimately am invested. I want him to be like, is he ever going to come out of this? Because it, well, it's now like ten years, isn't it? Like, yeah, easy. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think he is. I think it's this like, is it now. He's a vegetable. Well, yeah. He's just yeah. It's it's he is what he is, and the family have asked like, hey, just leave us the fuck alone. Like, so he's he's somewhere in the Swiss Alps, in a you know, in a private yeah. mansion somewhere, getting tended to by private nurses and stuff, and he's on yeah, there life was support basically. Douchebag, you know. douchebag, um, paparazzi. Who like last year, I think it was. Really? Trying to sneak photos of him. Um, Gee, like, I mean, it's low yeah. ball, but it's paparazzis. What do you expect? Despicable behavior. Yeah. And I think the family had to come out and, like, we found, like, these kind of people we had to get security on and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, fucking, oh, I'll show some. Yeah, fucking, I'm not like, interested in that. Human kind decency, of, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I don't want to see that. I don't want to see I, those I do want to know, yeah. like, where is he at? Like, because I'd yeah. love to see him, like, walk out one day and smile and wave and be on the grid yeah. again, you know, kind of thing. I'd love to Just see like, that. Hey, yeah. yeah. No, 100%. Everyone kind of was always hoping he'd recover, but, yeah, it just doesn't sound like that'll be the case, unfortunately. Not after this long, yeah. No, I no, mean, exactly. Yeah. I mean, is he talking? Is he is he conscious? Is he... I mean, is he? Well, like, are they keeping? Are they just keeping just, him alive? Like, what's going on? I don't know anything. That's the thing, you know. There's a there was a, a doco on uh, I think it was Netflix one. It was uh, a Schumacher Sh- doco, yeah. Yeah, and I think the family discussed it as much as they they wanted to in in that particular one. Yeah, it doesn't get a great deal of insight, but no. um, it was kind of like, look, just yeah, leave us the fucking line, really. Yeah, that's tough, man. I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, let's talk a bit of America, Damo, because uh, uh, unfortunately, some of the American uh, sportscasters got to be confused this week because they're not you, used you're to. You're going you know? hard on the states today, Greedo. You're going oh, hard on fuck. our American friends. Well, when there's this kind of stupid shit, like loser behavior, and then this. Yeah. So this was uh, Shay Serrano, I think it was. Uh, Jimmy Race. Jimmy Race. Uh, the was tennis it? player. She wears a no, hat she, so low it hurts. No, tennis. no, 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 no. Go, oh. go back one. Oh, okay. Back one tab. Ah, oh, right. Okay. So this guy is like Chase Serrano. I think he's a maybe works for ESPN. He's just like, damn, this game's being played at fucking two a.m. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Portugal and US. <laughs> no, mate. Like. You know, and welcome to our world, so, you so fucker. So people are like, yeah, you fucking idiot. What do you, we have to get up to watch your sports at your time. Not everything is like, oh, surely we could have had a better time for our viewership. Like, get fucked, mate. Oh. Um, yeah, I'll tell so, you a quick little like story. I stories about pinatas. <coughs> In my job, I deal with people all over the world, right? Yeah. Uh, Asia, Europe, the North America, everything. Now, I've found 
various things in my job and like I'm kind of booking things and unbooking things and checking things and it's, I, without getting into too much detail, there's a lot of back and forward in my job like with all of these different countries. Yeah. And um, like the Asians I find are incredibly efficient but they're very uncreative. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. right, so they, they want to double check everything. They're like that girl in Seinfeld that's like, do you have a preference? It's like, yeah, just mm-hmm. fucking do the, the, the quick thing, the cheap quick thing that I'm asking you to do. That's it. And it's like, well, what about this? And it's like, do you have a preference? Like, just fucking do what I'm asking you. That's fine. So <laughs> if you give them clear directions, they're very efficient. They'll get it done super fast, all right? Yeah. The Europeans are more creative. So it's like, you know, you can give them a little more leeway and you're like, Okay, so what do you think? <laughs> you know, and the Europeans will be like, "Well, I think we can do this and this and this, and this is probably going to be uh, you know, making us more money." And it's like, okay, you know, I like the way you think. Okay, that's yeah. great. The Americans are the only mm-hmm. ones that I deal with that demand that we do everything their way. <laughs> demand it, and and, right. and, I, and I even mean to the point of like. Because I'm dealing in like freight and stuff, they yeah. they demand that we use pounds and fucking feet and inches, you know. Yeah. And it's like no, 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 no. The whole rest of the world works on this particular system, yet yeah. they will just refuse. And it's like no, no, no. Yeah. This is the way we're doing it. And it's like who yeah. the fuck do you think you are? You know what I mean? <laughs> like there really is a there, there's a kind of arrogance to it. Um, in a business sense anyway, in the way yeah. you deal with them. And it's like, you know, no, 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 we use pounds. And it's like, well, so every single time I deal with an American, I'm like, I always sigh. I'm like, ah, oh, because now I've got to spend the next 20 minutes converting It'll all convert. of their measurements yeah. <laughs> yeah. because they refuse to do it in a way that's like internationally known. Yeah. So I was like, no, 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 you, you figure it out. It's like, oh, you yeah. sons of fucking bitches. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then this is like a prime oh, example. Yeah, you know, oh, there's a game between Portugal and the United States. Why is it at two a.m.? Because it's not in your fucking country, mate. Okay, it's not your country. Yeah, that's why. That's why it's not happening over there. Okay, figured it out. Yeah, Yeah. well done. (laughs) Fantastic. Karen sent me flaccid. Has just joined us in the chat, Karina. Since I'm up before the sun, big glass of vodka seems like the only logical beverage. Well, good morning. Nice, Karen. Great way to start your day, I think. Don't you think? Right? Uh, our boy Steph. Yeah. Um, Steph, you joined us just as the show's ending, mate. We're going to end with a bit of Shohei Stabman from today. Shohei mate. Stabman. I got a little bit concerned because once again, opening the kimono, yep. I, I like what we pretend is the rundown uh, on a like Thursday afternoon. We send it through to the demo. We get through about half of it, and. Last night I was very saddened because I had no Shohei Statman. I'm like, hey, well, what do you mean Shohei hasn't, you know, created some form of history this week? This is bullshit. Probably, I had yeah. nothing in the rundown. This is unreal. I'm like, slow week for Shohei when he hasn't done something historical. <laughs> all good, all good, Damo. <laughs> all good. Because today, uh, Shohei hit his 40th home run, and that nice, led Gary. to a whole oh, bunch Gary. of different records that he managed to do. So Shohei has two seasons with 40 home runs and 150 pitching strikeouts in his career. No other player has done this in MLB history. So he's the solo person to ever do that. Yeah. Uh, then there's another one. So most home runs in a season with 100-plus strikeouts on the mound. Shohei Otani in 2021. Shohei Otani in stop. 2023. Just stop. Just stop. Green, Shohei- just stop. <laughs> this is too much. This is too many stats. Now, did you send a link? Because I love reading the um, replies. I think you sent a link for this. Uh, Hang on. Yeah, it's in your DMs though. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. Okay, there's a few of them here. Okay, there's this one. 
There's okay. three that he did there's, today. There's three. Three three today, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> okay. So I found one and then as I kept on reading it through, I'm like, oh, there's another one. Oh, there's I said more, it through. There's, there's another one. Now, another one. <laughs> one of them has some of the greatest fucking replies in it. I think it's this one that's like he yes, it's this one. Okay. Now this made my fucking day. This this thread here. Yeah. All right. So okay, so Sarah Langs, I don't know who she is. Langs on slangs on sports. Good for you. She's she's one of the the best analytics people. She's in the game. one of the good guys, Greeno. Okay. She's one of the good guys. We love Sarah Langs. Yes. Okay, we love Sarah Langs. Love you, Sarah. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Now this is fucking fantastic. Most home runs in a season had 100 plus strikeouts on the mound. Okay, this is the top records in 2021. Shohei Itani 46 and 156. In 2023, Shohei Itani 40 and 160. 2022, Shohei Atani, 34 and 219. In 1931, Wes Ferrell, Greeno, with 9 and 124. And then I love this, put Wes Ferrell in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) (laughs) Wes for his nine home runs in 1931. Well done, sir. Wes Ferrell should be in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Because that's the thing. Why does everyone pretend that Shohei is not the greatest player who's ever played the game? That's the thing that can that's the thing that dumbfounds me, Crino. The fact that everyone wants to pretend that Shohei isn't the best that's ever played. I don't get it. Do you uh, understand well, it? No, well, for the most part, I think most people recognize well. Well, they don't dead. yeah, but they don't want to admit it though, Greeno. That's the thing. He's not American. Yeah. That's why there was such a big suck fest last year over Aaron Judge hitting 61 home runs. They had to make up a record for him. Yeah. Oh, he's going to break the record for annual league annual league uh, American League home runs. I'm like, "What?" Like that's not a fucking record. Like you, just, you don't just have random league records now. This is you're making shit up. There's one home run record. It's like 70 by Barry Bonds. Um He's number 40, Greeno, by the way. That was like a quarter of a second from the time he hit it to the time it hit the wall. Yeah, it went out flat. like a hundred, went out like a hundred and seven kilometers an hour or miles an hour. There we go, exit below, one hundred and six point seven miles an hour. But the launch angle was only twenty three degrees, so he's hit that ball twenty three degrees in the air, flat as fuck, at one hundred and seven miles an hour. Bang. Fantastic stuff. And uh, nice, fun, fun fact, though, Damo, Angels lost that game. Yeah, uh, well, they <laughs> tend to lose more than they win, don't they? Well, not lose more than they win, but they lose more than yeah. they should. Put it they that should, way. yeah. But uh, yeah, they the Mariners hit a grand salami in that next inning. And, and uh, the win. little the little bit of reading I did on Shohei this afternoon in preparation for the show, most people tend to think, well, he's going to re-sign for the Angels again because otherwise no, they, they would have traded him. Well, that's the that's no. The, that's They're the saying, kind of that's the vibe I've picked up on. It's like, well, why wouldn't you trade him then when you could get more value? Um, uh, it's it's kind know? of the opposite men, opposite mentality. The the owner knew that if they traded him, there were no chance to re-sign him. Uh, whereas if they kept him and showed they could build a winner quickly around him in the last year, yeah. maybe they had a chance. Because uh, if he goes to a team that's in the playoffs. And he's like, well, this is great over here. Why the fuck would I – why would I be wasting the last five years over there in the Angels? Yeah, this is ridiculous. That's, that's fair. So yeah. that's why they don't want – they didn't want to trade him because they're like, well, that's don't, just going to take want to give, any we, chance. We don't want to give you a taste of a successful ball club, okay? Yeah, <laughs> like we want exactly you to keep you here. That's, that's happened with a bunch of different players. Uh, 
Mookie, Mookie Betts, who's like one of the, maybe the top five players in all the game, yeah. got traded to LA, and the next year he's like, this is fucking amazing, and signed like a 10-year contract. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. He's like, that's really good over here. Like, he, he had he, like Boston, he, he had a great time as well. Uh, but, yeah, he's like, oh, this, this is all right. We'll, yeah, we'll I like this. winning. This winning stuff yeah. is great. Hey, I'm enjoying it. I saw a lot of people saying Shohei Atani does everything possible, humanly possible to get the Angels to win, and then uh, all the pitchers and the owners do everything they can to make them and lose. <laughs> exactly. He gave them an extra bit of cushion here. He gave them a free one game. Like, Excellent. And then they all fuck it up. Do, all you got to do is just knock you up lose. a three-run homer. Nah, okay, we won't. We'll go up a four-run instead. Well done. Oh, <laughs> fucking poor old Angels. They've got the greatest player who's probably ever played the game and they don't know what to do with him. They and don't the know how to win greatest, with him. Imagine the having the best player. player who's ever played and not knowing how to win. And the second greatest player as well. Yes. Like they've got the two best. Um it's really and they can't player, and they can't even make the playoffs, let alone like, win them. Yeah, well, Shohei in his uh, Angels tenure has never played a playoff game. That's and so Mike, sad. That's Mike, so sad. It's massively sad. Mike Trout, who's been with the Angels, uh, I think he debuted in 2011 off the top of my head. Yeah, I was going to say only... 10 years minimum at oh, least. Yeah, he's, he's at least played over 10. Uh, has only ever played in three games and never won one in the, in the postseason. See, in that's, like I years. hate stories like that. Like that's – the you want to see the best players – Playing in the, in the biggest game, yeah, agree. You know, agree. But baseball is one of those weird sports, though. Like, it's not like the NBA where you know if everyone gets a shot. <laughs> yeah, if you're LeBron or the, yeah that as well. But yeah. like, if you're like if you're a superstar, you're making the postseason. You might not win the championship, but all it takes is one really good player to get a team. They can win. Four well, games. you know, to be fair, in basketball's defense, you've only got five players on the court at any given time, exactly. so your influence yeah. over the game is twenty percent minimum. Bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Minimum twenty percent. You're in baseball, you're you're probably only playing like what, one in two kind of thing, and then you're subbed in, you're subbed out, you're rotated. You're... Well, it's not even that, like you can be the best hitter in the game, but you're only getting one out of nine at bats, you know what I mean? So yeah. you know, they can pitch around you if you're you're a good player. They if walk you're the only you off. Good player, yeah. They'll just, yeah, that's yeah, well, just intentional walk. And like show hey, like uh, show doing both, but like it, like he only pitches once every six days. So yeah. he can only influence on the other side. So um, that's really the case. We want one more. Should we do one more show, Statman, before we go? Please, let's do it. I'm Shohei Itani is the first player with a home run and a stolen base in a game he started as a pitcher since Mudcat Grant Mud on May 7th, <laughs> 1964. And, and this is why Sarah Langs is the best because she can find these weird random stats. Uh, Mudcat Grant in 1964. So there you go. We need Wes Ferrell and Mudcat Grant. Wes Ferrell. I want, yeah, Mudcat Grant in the Hall of Fame. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Retire his number. It's got to be done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it. Uh, we've got no plugs. Send in your uh, forgotten fruits slash vegetables of the week. Yes. Uh, many suggestions because we're, we, we're running so out of So what have running. we done? We've done Choco slash... Um, uh, what Chayote, yeah. Yep. Uh, we, we did, did lychee tonight. We covered we lychee. we did turnip last week. We did turnip. Okay, so turnip, Choco slash Chayote. And uh, lychee, they're all lychee. off the table now. So off you, table, don't send us those. Yeah, so you're going to have to come up with a different forgotten fruit slash vegetable, and yeah. that'll be our segment for next week. So next week, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm Very sure good. the blockheads will go crazy. I'm sure they've got some crazy shit in Vietnam, Greeno. We've never heard oh, of. Oh, yes. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Vietnamese v- forgotten Vietnamese. fruit. Who knows what send, those fuckers send are on in. Yeah. I'll put that. That'll be start of segment one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but I? Somebody will sit down and tell you the truth.